Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Styles and Block. Block and Styles here with you on a Sunday a lazy, sleepy Sunday. A sleepy spring Sunday is the alliteration I've been using all day. Um, we've been talking does for the first couple of hours, but I want to shift. I want to shift gears to the Niners because yesterday, Grant Cohn of Sports Illustrated. So, wait, first things first. Yesterday, I don't know if you listened to the show, Al, but me and Dan, we were on because Debo scrubbed his social media. And I had the I had the idea that that – well, Dan's like, how dare he do that? It's not exactly his take. But he was like, oh, this is a clown move. And I'm like, no, because I feel like – I felt like that the Niners made an offer that wasn't Tyreek Hill money. And they should offer Tyreek Hill money. Anything less than Tyreek Hill money is offensive to Debo Samuel, okay? So Grant Cohn of Sports Illustrated reported yesterday, which I read after I got off of air, that Debo Samuel – wants to be the highest-paid non-quarterback in the NFL, which means he wants more than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> and so Tyreek Hill's making $30 million a season on average. So I don't know whether this means he wants 35 or 31 but he wants more than Tyreek Hill money. And I don't know. I don't know that Debo is worth that. So this is an interesting one because – it's one of those cases where, and we were just talking Warriors, and it's one of those cases where Debo, to me, it's it's a similar case to Draymond Green. Draymond Green is a very, very, very good basketball player and will probably be a Hall of Famer. The question is, and, and what Draymond haters say, is Draymond's been surrounded by a lot of talent and the way he plays, right, like, you're a good, you're a great passer if the guy you passes it to, the shot goes in. <laughs> exactly. But if yeah, the shot single. doesn't go in, nobody cares, right? So it's similar to me, Debo is, in that Debo's value to the Niners is probably what he's going off of. And and look, you made me a wide back. You got me doing a lot of stuff here, and I deserve to be paid this much money on the Niners. If Debo were to be on another team and to be used as a normal wide receiver, I don't even know if they ask for that much money. I think it's specifically because of what he does on the Niners. When it comes to and, – and so then when you are evaluating Debo as a wide receiver against others, I feel like other wide receivers, it's easier to say cut and dry, whether it's Justin Jefferson, some of these young bucks, you know, um, Stephon Diggs just got cashed out, right, Tyreek Hill. A lot of these guys, it's like, look, this guy could do whatever he does on every single team. Debo specifically and what he does, I don't know – who Debo is on another team, even with a better quarterback, like as a, as a wide receiver one specifically, not as a wide back, not as things like that. Now, if Debo is trying to get paid, 
because I am also a wide back and I'm also your wide receiver one. And I also throw I also throw touchdown passes for you. <laughs> right. Then I can wait, understand wait, wait. It. If, if you need a kickoff one time. If you need a kickoff return in a critical moment. Right. Yeah. So I think that there he's he's asking for this, not even because they think that he deserves this as a wide receiver in the NFL, but as the the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver, whatever he is, ultimate, you know, Swiss Army knife for that team. See, I'm with Debo getting paid. I am. I'm I'm not with him being the highest paid non-quarterback. And furthermore, Furthermore, if he wants to get out with the, oh, well, I'm also a running back thing, then I, I guess you could add top running back money on top of top receiver money. But what you actually should do is, is split the difference between what a top running back gets, which is half of what a top receiver gets, yeah. and, and go halfway between that. Well, because because running backs are less valuable. Like, like the fact that he plays running back is less valuable, makes him less valuable uh, as in terms of of what uh, is valued in this league, running backs make nothing. Running backs make nothing and unless you're Derrick Henry. Like you're probably making le- like a couple of million a season. Raheem yeah. Mostert w- was led the league in yards per carry for like two straight seasons. He makes two point five million a year. Yeah, and, and again, I, and you know, I love to bring up old sayings that I've heard from my mom, and I'm not saying she created them. I'm sure they come from a lot of different places, but this is a you know this is a pretty typical one. Shoot for the moon, and maybe you'll get a star. And maybe that's what Debo and his camp are doing. We're going to put out that we want this so that you get kind of close to it. But they be- might not expect. Now, if it comes out, hey, the holdout stuff starts happening, and he's saying, no, no, no. It's not shoot for the moon and maybe get a star. Like, no, no, no. I want the moon. And if I don't get the moon, I'm going to go to another galaxy. Well, see, and that's the mm-hmm. thing is that, is that yesterday when I heard this story, I was on Debo's side because I'm like, paid, paid a man. But, but, but now, okay, it's like, so wait, you think you're the – you should be paid more than every offensive player, defensive, defensive ends, like sack masters. You think you should make more than every left tackle? Right. No, 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 no. But what? what? So, so no. So, so if we get to the end of, to the to the end of the regular, and, I'm sorry. If we if we hit the beginning of the regular season and Debo's sitting there holding out because he wants to be the highest paid dude, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not down with that. I'm not because you aren't that guy. You ain't worth it. You're not worth that. But is and, and he I think worth you're worth it, a lot. But is he worth it to the Niners? I think what happens now is this is what happens when something that was a little gadgety and um, may I say a bit gimmicky in a way, although it worked, you know, throwing him in the backfield, giving it a new name, wide back. It was all fun and games when they were doing it throughout the season. And at first it was, hey, let's just put a wrinkle in it. Then it became, well, Debo has the like second most amount of carries on the team. Is he a backup running back? And it was all fun. Now that the paper is, is – now it's time for him to get the bag. Now he's saying, look, now they need to have a conversation. Are, are you going to limit th- – this contract is going to be extremely confusing. Are you going to limit the amount of carries, right? Are, uh, what are the incentives? What, he is asking for this because – think about it like this. Think about his mileage. Like, dude, you got me in the backfield. You got me running routes. A lot of these routes are slants where I'm creating, you know, the, the, the yak – the yards after catch, like these are hard earned miles on my body. So I'm trying to get paid now. If you're going to continue to do this to me. Well, and, and, and that's the thing is that he's justified in getting paid. He's justified. I just, I don't, I, I that is far fetched. I'll be honest with you. If, if the Niners give him Tyreek money, then I'm like, that's well-deserved. Okay. 
Um, I wouldn't pay him Tyreek money. I, I, like I, if I were the general manager and Kyle Shanahan's my coach and Kyle Shanahan can scheme a running game and he can scheme a passing game where people just run wide open, then I'm not paying any receiver anything. Seriously, honestly, I mean, uh, the Kittle, the Kittle contract was slightly questionable to me. Let's get to my man Bobby in Oakland. Oh, he wants to chime in on the Debo conversation. 888-957-9570. That's a talk to me and Allen. That's also the Xfinity mobile text line. Bobby, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? So, yeah, this, this Debo situation has got me thinking, and I'm, I'm probably in minority with this. I wouldn't offer him anything that was already offered, not a dollar more, and I'll be ready to move on from Debo, and I'll tell you why. Because if you pay Debo, you're going to make sure you get your money's worth, and you're probably going to run him to the ground. You're probably going to face even more potential injuries, missing more games, and you're probably not going to get full value. You can go back to the offense that you had before Debo became Debo, all right? Draft you another wide receiver, but don't wreck your whole team salary cap over, you know, over one guy. You can't be afraid to move on with him. So I, I love him. I love his play, what he does, but going forward, I'd be afraid of injury. The way he, you know, the way he's going. So I will look to uh, moving in another direction. That's just me. Um, what you guys think? Dad, no, no, and, and that—that's the other part. That's the other part of this Debo thing is that is that playing the running back position, like they, they run, they run him up the middle. They run him between the tackles. Yeah. He's getting tackled by linebackers and defensive tackles and, and, and nose tackles and stuff like that. And, and how did he end the season, Allen? Limping off the field. And that's why we need to know more, and I'm sure it's going to continue to come out, is this contract based upon or is this money that he's asking for based upon, to be fair to Debo, there is no other quote-unquote wide receiver doing what – high high-level wide receiver doing what he does – for their team. None. Maybe you throw a couple, you know, Tyreek gets in the backfield here and there, but Debo was like running again. These weren't, uh, you know, the jet sweeps and things like that. Debo is running straight up the gut, just like a literal running back. So (laughs) if you're going to, and that's why I think the Niners then come back and the Niners have a decision to make and we get the whole gadget play thing. That's why I'm saying, I don't know what type of, you know, extra verbiage needs to be put in this contract because it could be we're not going to pay you this but basically we're also not going to run you into the ground only whatever amount of carries per season we, we, we there, there has to be rules right like at your job or wherever your job is there has to be everybody deserves lines okay it, you know if you're on slack you're getting slacked at <laughs> 10 p.m 11 p.m and then you're getting slacked at 6 a.m you know slack has kind of ruined rules as far as um conversations are concerned or or when you leave the office you're done with work right so the, they're a bit in the wild, wild west, and they've put themselves there because of what Debo has been able to do. Some of this is maybe Debo feels, well, we don't know what Trey Lance is going to do. And the Niners feel like we're not going to need to run you and do all this weird gadget stuff because Trey Lance is going to be good. The problem is nobody knows anything yet, and Debo wants to get paid now. Okay, but, but also, let's be real. Let's be real, though, okay? They do not. They do not win the game in Green Bay against the Packers if Debo Samuel's not on that field. He had the kickoff return. He had he had the reception. He had the run. Like literally the entire offense in that game, every point scored. Granted, one was scored by special teams. Every other point scored was a direct result of a Herculean effort. 
by Debo Samuel. Yeah, and, and I think what is so interesting in 888-957-9570, I'm interested to see what, uh, you know, the Niner fan base thinks as well. What number, like how good a receiver is Debo Samuel just as, a, as specifically as a receiver, right? Is he top 10? Is he top five? Because when you watch receivers, and, and I don't know if this is just a product of everything he's done, and I'm watching receivers and how they release off the football and they're cooking and they're doing these things. Like when I see Debo, I don't know that I would put him in the top three, and I don't know that I would put him in the top five as a pure wide receiver. But as a weapon, I would put him top three, maybe even one, based on how the Niners use him. Well, but also, though, let me just say this. Devo Samuel started – he started playing running back halfway through the season. <laughs> no, 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 Alan, but Alan, maybe you know this, but, but at the point where he started playing running back, thereby he wasn't getting as many passes thrown his way because he was in the backfield, Devo Samuel was the second leading receiver in the NFL mm-hmm. behind Cup. Right. Debo Samuels was uh, about 100 yards behind Cooper Cup midway through the season. Number two. And, and he was ahead of dudes like Tyreek Hill and guys like that by two, 300 yards at that point. Then he started playing running back. But had he just played receiver all season, and he, he, Cooper Cup had 19, 1947. Like Debo might have had 17, 1800 receiving yards. But you just talked about you would let Debo walk because of how Kyle Shanahan can scheme wide receivers open. True. So how much of that is Kyle Shanahan and how much of that is Debo? You can scheme dudes open, but but that dude, after he catches the ball, and I'm not talking about shallow crosses, anytime Debo Samuel catches the ball. It's on site. He's charging upfield, right? right? And, and that in and of itself is special. I also saw... The question that people have about Debo is route running, and that's okay, what I whatever. was just yeah. That's people what I was just bring talking that up about. There's a yeah. shortcoming, but oh no, man! Listen, his hands are better than solid. I'm not gonna say they're really, really good. They're, yeah, they're not. He do, they're he not does DeAndre, drop. He did yeah, not Hopkins. He's yeah. not Hopkins, but he's but he's not. Uh, He's not, uh, uh, oh man, who, I don't know, I can't think of a receiver with bad hands. Yeah, he don't got butter on yeah, his he, hands. Yeah, he, he don't, he's not butter fingers, right? Um, but he, but he, but he's, he's above, he's above average in terms of hands, but he's not a top hands guy. Speed, quickness, I mean, down, downfield deep speed, no, but short area quickness, which is the most important thing. I'm putting him one of the top dudes in the league. Then you have the right after catch, which makes him special, which I don't care. I don't care what offense you're in. Anybody can take a dude like Debo Samuel and and get high productivity out of him. The question becomes, (laughs) the question becomes though, is if you're Kyle Shanahan and you replace Debo with Jawan Jennings and Ayuk, right? Now, now those are your receivers. And you draft some kid, I don't know, who's coming out of Alabama this year, right? And with that lineup with Trey Lance, how much less effective is a passing game? And that's where I feel like you could you could sustain a loss like Debo if you were that, if you were, if you have Shed ahead as your coach. And, and that's why I don't think you give him 30 plus million dollars a year. Well, and then it does it re-becomes the Kittle show, which is a great show to watch, right? The the other thing is you get rid of Debo, you still have Kittle, but then you have, you know, Juwan Jennings and 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 Ayuk and you have a redshirt rookie QB in Trey Lance. So I don't know offensively. And obviously you're 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 you base everything on the running game to start, right? So that that's where it begins. But I don't know if that's enough firepower to to get it done. 
And I think that's what the conundrum that the Niners are in because I don't think you can let Debo walk and feel like your offense is enough to get this thing done. But I also don't think you need to run Debo into the ground quite literally. And that's the one thing. I, that's the funny thing is the thing that the thing that everybody's like, oh, Debo, that's what I don't want to see him doing. Like no. get a running back back there to do those things and leave Debo out there on the outside playing receiver because you're going to. It's harder to find a receiver like Debo than it is to find a running back like Debo, right? Mm-hmm. Now, for whatever reason, you drafted Trey Sermon, which was that was that wasn't going to be a good fit. When they drafted Trey Sermon, I looked at his scouting report. I'm like, that's that's not a Shanahan running back. Apparently, Shanahan didn't know that, but whatever, right? So you drafted Trey Sermon. You find Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round. You have Raheem Mostert. He's gone. Um, but you, you you throw a third round pick at a back that fits your system that's not Trey Sermon, and and then you leave Debo out wide. You leave him out wide because he really is, he really, really is special as a receiver. And is he a special running back? Sure. But, but you know, dime a dozen. That, that's, that's why running backs don't get drafted in the first round anymore. That's why running backs don't get paid. And let's not forget, as the season went on and – we also mentioned how whenever Debo was in the backfield, it was pretty much uh, a straight-up run. They didn't really do a lot of play action with Debo. Like When, right, he, was, when yeah. he was back there, he was getting the football. And throughout the season, and the more that they did do this, when it just became a normal play, his his yardage on those runs went really – like they, they went lower and lower and lower. Well, it, also, it was also feast or famine because he would still pop one. Right. He would still pop one. But what he didn't get was those five, six yarders. Right. It was either you, you stopped at the line of scrimmage or you broke for 20 yards. So I think the conversation becomes, hey, Debo, this is what we're planning on paying you, but this is what we're paying you as a wide receiver. We might do a gadget play here and there. You will not be in the backfield for as much as you were before. And if Debo sits there and says – that's all fine and good, but I think I deserve this money as a wide receiver. Then I would say, I think you're mistaken. Sir. Peace out. Yeah, right? I think yeah. you're mistaken. Peace out, because that's that's the other part of it is is, is that if they're going to do that kind of crap to Debo Samuel year in, year out, week in, week out, he deserves everything. Yes, if he you're going to keep doing yeah. that, throwing him in the backfield, you know, like basically 70% of your offense every game. Is Debo Samuel or a like, like it's Pop Warner? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's seriously. Like the, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, literally, Booby Miles, and he can pass. Like that's that's what it was, and that's all fine and good. But Debo's like, okay, well, if this is what it is, this is what I deserve, and I agree with him on that. And if they don't move at all, then I don't know what what you do if you're Debo. If they're like, look, man, like we're not going to change. This is what we think you deserve as. Uh, the weapon that we're using you as, then you start to get to the holdout type of situation um, that's going on right now, or, or that could possibly go on, which we hope doesn't. Ooh, yeah, you know the social media. Yeah, the social the social media thing doesn't bother me. I know it bothers some people, but that's just the way business is done in 2022. We live in a social media world. Like me, I like I'm on Twitter. I'm bad on Twitter. <laughs> like I'm like I gotta do more. I gotta be more active on Twitter, right? If, you, if you're gonna be a personality, right? So, so social media is just how things get done. Mm-hmm. And him expressing himself over social media that doesn't bother me. <laughs> like I know Dan. Yesterday Dan was like, "Well, I'd prefer that he go and send something through the back channels, right?" Like he's literally saying, "Hey, I'd prefer he leaks something to Schefter." And I'm like, "Well, how is that better?" No, that's not better, right? Well, no, but but some people prefer that because right. you're old school. But that's social media. That's how everything gets done here. That that's how you sway public opinion, and that's what he needs. That's what he, if Debo gets his money, it's because people are going to be like, "Hey, 
Shanahan, Lynch, York, what are you guys doing? Pay this man, right? Mm-hmm. And so so swaying public opinion, and so that, that's a good move. Yeah. I don't think it's going to work. If he wants to be the highest paid non-quarterback, I don't see – I don't see – I think someone will give it to him. I think someone will. I, I was read. I read an article the other day where a Detroit Lions beat writer or something was like, should the Lions trade for Debo Samuel? And I'm so, like, so basically what this is turning into is like Debo is just the savior for all mediocre quarterbacks, right? Well, I mean, look, look what he did for Jimmy G. Yeah, and I, now I, he's, they're going to send him to golf. It's like, know? hey, man, hey, you know what? Oh, he deserves better. He deserves he better does, than that. He does, and he, he deserves Trey Lance. Yeah. He deserves Trey Lance, which is why – I feel like I don't know Debo Samuel. I just know where he plays. And, and Debo's play on the field, his style of play reminds me of Frank Gore, okay? And when I think about Frank Gore, like would Frank Gore, would Frank Gore leave town because he was the highest paid non-quarterback? I don't think so. And I don't think Debo Samuel's about that life either, right? I just kind of feel like he's trying to get his paper. I, I don't know whether – let, let's just be honest. Let me, let me just let me preface this, okay? Grant Cohn is the guy that, that came out saying that Debo wants to be the highest paid. This isn't Schefter or or Blanca Forrest, one of those guys, right? Mm. So so this could be whatever. It also could be true. Like Not like Grant Cohn is – he's uh, disreputable, but, you know, he's, he's just not as reputable as other people. He's got narrative. He wants, he's got narratives that he exactly, wants Exactly, right, yeah. So who knows, man? But if that's true, if that's true, then God, Debo, wake your game up. But I don't really, I, I don't see Debo as that dude. But dude, he, he's he's too about he's too much about the game, and he's also too much about about uh, uh, about his teammates, man. Yeah, but something's got to give. So that's that's all that we're saying. Something has got to give. You cannot continue because that's the funny thing. They don't want to pay him the money probably because of how much they do use him, and they're thinking right, we don't exactly. know how long he's going to last if exactly, we keep using yeah. him like this. And Debo's thinking you need to pay me because I don't know how much I'm going to last if you keep running me like this. So something has to give, and the way I see it, there has to be a conversation about this whole wide back situation. And if we're going to pay you, we're not going to pay you this money because we're not going to use you in in every facet of the game anymore. And then I think you get somewhere. Then at that point, if Debo is saying okay, well that's that's fine. We can move forward now, but if Debo is saying, "Well, I still want this mo- this money simply as a wide receiver," then that's where things would get sticky. But I think it's very simple here. The Niners just say, "Look, we understand why you're asking for this. We use you a lot last year, and we thank you for that." Maybe they throw on an extra, you know, um, couple million for what he did for them last season, and then you say, "Hey, moving forward, we are going to go more classic. We believe Trey Lance is going to open things up, and we won't need to utilize you in those ways. And because of that, we're going to pay you in this fashion versus." The all purpose, all purpose, every person, uh, every every position on the field option. So really quick, just so what do you think the best thing move for the Niners is overall? Like you know, assuming that Debo wants all this paper. Uh, uh, well, let, actually, let me rephrase that. What do you think the best role for the team? The 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 the, the yeah. What do you think the best role? For- for Debo is in terms of how it impacts the Niners and winning. I think what the Niners should do is say, you know, what I just mentioned, very limited behind the, you know, uh, in the backfield, we're going to pay you Tyreek money to be our wide receiver one. That's it. Yeah. Okay. When we get get back, we're going to continue this Niner conversation. We're going to get a little bit into Debo. The the word Jimmy Garoppolo was kind of uttered, and I want to touch on that because there have been some – some new reports that there might that talks might be heating up and that finally, 
finally, Jimmy G may be headed somewhere else. Shamari Block, Alan Styles, 95.7 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast jordan pull is fouled and he fails a three a potential four point play coming on up Shamari Block, Alan Styles, Styles and Block, Block and Styles. How appropriate that we come back to the Beastie Boys classic sabotage because we are going to delve into the Jimmy G saga as it continues. And per Adam Schefter and a few other NFL reporters, apparently the Jimmy G market is heating up. The Jimmy G trademark is starting to heat up. As we enter draft season, the draft is at the end of this month, April 28th. And there are a lot of people, a lot of experts, a lot of reporters um, that are saying that expect Jimmy G now to be traded before then. And and the reason I say sabotage, how it is, is that is that I feel that that this Jimmy G thing, the way the way the Niners are going about it, they're they're sabotaging themselves because you have no leverage over Jimmy Garoppolo. You either pay him $25 million or you cut him. 
If I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and they come to me and they say, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo, would you restructure your $25 million, uh, to take less? I'll be like, why? Why? I'm out of here next year. Mm-hmm. You guys either pay me $25 million or you cut me and I go make it somewhere else, right? Um, and, and, and again, maybe maybe you like Kyle Shanahan, but why would you like the guy that, that drafted your replacement in your face? That, that, that sniffed around every free agent quarterback from Tom Brady to Matthew Stafford since, since you got here, right? Like, Kyle Shanahan, I don't know what he says in the locker room and during practices, but Kyle Shanahan has been trying to get rid of Jimmy G for three seasons. He has. He says the right thing in the middle. Oh, we really believe in Jimmy. Uh, he's a good player. Uh, we're not going to trade him. Uh, but, but, but Kyle Shanahan has been actively trying to replace Jimmy Garoppolo for three seasons. Yeah. So if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and he's like, Hey, uh, can you do us a favor and tell him, like, screw you, Shanahan, let me go, right? So other teams know this. Other teams know this. So no team is going to give up anything for Jimmy Garoppolo because they know that the Niners can't keep him. So what's the the, the idea of we're going to hang on to Jimmy Garoppolo so we can get something? For, what's something? Because if, if, you've got a, if you've been offered a six-round pick, that that's something. Take that. You're not getting a second rounder. You're, you're probably not getting a third rounder either. And, and they're sabotaging themselves by by holding on to this silly notion that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to net a third or a second round pick. But I don't know. And and that's the question when they're sitting there talking about you know just a few weeks ago. You know Jimmy is so good. Uh, he's going to be on a team whether it's our team or someone else's. So that's true. They might not be sitting there, you know, trying to finesse a pick at this point. They might be sitting here thinking, look, if we need to go into camp with Jimmy, there's worse things that can happen. Now, you talk to some of the Niner fan base, they'll tell you, no, there is nothing worse that can happen than that. But as far as, you know, what's coming from Adam Schefter, I think it all checks out in terms of the timing, right? We went into, we we heard this whole season throughout the college season, throughout the NFL season, how bad this uh, this draft was for QBs. Now, obviously, QBs are always going to be the most important part of the team, so you want them to be good. I feel like every year this happens. The QBs, they're not that good this year. And the next thing you know, uh, they, they're climbing up Todd Someone's McShay's. going second yeah, going the, Yes, yeah. yes. First round and things like that. So it, it makes sense because they've had their pro days. We're coming up against a draft, and they're thinking, okay, Malik Willis a little too raw. Kenny Pickett, we don't know how high his ceiling is, small hands, things like that. I mean, now we're here. He has small, but but like, so no. So Kenny Pickett, here's the thing with Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Is that, for instance, um, Jared Goff had small hands by NFL quarterback standards. Like Kenny Pickett has small hands by normal human well, being standards. I, and I didn't, you know, I the real really I think one of the only Pittsburgh games I saw was when he did do the fake slide, which although borderline illegal, there there was no rules against it and it did look pretty cool, but I don't think he used gloves in <laughs> college and now he's throwing with the gloves like Teddy Two gloves. Um, you know, young Teddy Bridgewater. So I don't know if team how much teams care about that. The bottom line is they've done their due, their due diligence. Now we're hearing about Desmond Ritter, you know, who, who we never really – we heard a little bit about throughout the season because Cincinnati was really good. But the bottom line is they've done their due diligence, and now they're thinking, okay, now we can go back to Jimmy, who, by the way, has won a lot in the playoffs and has been to a Super Bowl. So they kick the tires on the, on the rookies or on the incoming class. They don't seem that impressive. Now let's see what's going on with Jimmy. And because we're, we're going to go see what's going on with Jimmy, because the Niners, they're kind of stuck too, unless they're just willing to keep him. So now the, the, the idea of the first or even second rounders, you know, we don't have to even 
touch that because you've been sitting with Jimmy, who also isn't even healthy right now. So now all the other teams have all the leverage and the Niners don't really have any. Exactly. So so the idea is so when you talk about what the what's the best case scenario, the best case scenario for the Niners and Jimmy Garoppolo is to get that twenty five million off the books. You, you, Debo's asking for thirty. <laughs> you you can give you can give uh, you can give Debo Jimmy's money. Be like, hey, we don't we, we don't have thirty. We got twenty five. We just traded Jimmy, right? You can do that because you need you need that money. You so, need it. You need it. Yes, but I think to go back to your whole why would Jimmy restructure thing is because. Nobody's reached out for him. So if he says, you know what, cut me, and he only gets, you know, the seven mil, what, you know, this is coming, you know, 510 is chiming in on some of this restructure stuff as well. What does, why would Jimmy not restructure for 1215 when you don't know if someone's going to knock on your door or call you? You the don't only, know. The only reason that Jimmy Garoppolo is in sign already is because. The Niners want draft compensation for him. You you said it. You said it. The 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 quarterback market in the draft is is abysmal at best. Now is is are two or three dudes going to be drafted in the first round? Sure. EJ Manuel was drafted 15 overall in a bad quarterback class. Where is EJ Manuel now? That's a when, name drop and a half, right? Well, there. I'm just saying though. When when you have these, listen. The, when they say. This isn't a great quarterback draft. They're usually now when they say it's a good quarterback draft, they're also usually wrong. But when they say this is a bad quarterback draft, it's usually a bad quarterback draft. So, you know, there's nothing to be had. Jimmy Garoppolo. So Russell Wilson went where he went. You you, you get Deshaun Watson to to Cleveland, okay? Um, and then then Jimmy Garoppolo should be Baker Mayfield is still out there. He has to go somewhere. Jimmy Garoppolo would have been the third move made if you didn't have to give up a draft pick for him. I feel like someone's going to put pay him $20 million a year. I feel like if he – if they – Niners cut Ah, him, man. I feel you, Jimmy G gets – maybe for one Wait, season. Washington. Jimmy, well, but see, now they, they got their situation figured out there too. That's the other thing. The Niners kind of – they kind of screwed him because if they would have let him go about his way or if they would have said, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo's available for a fifth-round pick – then another team would have would have made a move but for Jimmy Garoppolo. But they didn't want that. They didn't want that. Jimmy Garoppolo, this is the whole thing and why this whole conversation is always so polarizing. He's been, he's won big games. He's been to a Super Bowl. He is he has succeeded at close to the highest level at the most important position. That, that so, is an interesting way of putting it, but okay. He, he's won. No, I got you. The yeah, I got team you. has won with Jimmy as quarterback. Is that is that PC enough no, for you? No, I got you. you. I got does, you. That, does that work for you? <laughs> So you go you go in now and and you got to think if you're Jimmy, I don't know, you know, the Niners we if they offered the restructure, right? The 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 devil you know is better better than the devil you don't. Jimmy has seen if 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 Baker goes, Jimmy's got problems. The Niners should hope that Baker goes, I think. Because then Jimmy can, can sit there and think, okay, well, now my leadership thing doesn't matter anymore. So, so you know, now the Niners can say, this is what we're going to restructure you. You want to see what's out there? Have fun. Well, but see, but that's what I'm saying is, and listen, I, I get the business side of things. I get it. It's a business. We're not going to let you walk out of here for nothing. You're you're our property, okay? And an NFL team is like a possessive, jealous husband or something, right? Okay, mm-hmm. you think you're getting away for nothing, right? So I, I get that aspect of it. It's also ugly. It's also ugly for a dude who say what you will about Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. I mean, I know a lot of people say. 
he's mediocre, middle of the pack, and he, uh, he you know. You mean he, you? He did, you he, mean you? He really didn't contribute to winning that much, and he was just along for the ride. I know people say those things about Jimmy Garoppolo, but the fact of the matter is, is that in a cruddy situation, Jimmy Garoppolo handled himself well, and he performed the best that he could for you, right? When, listen, you, you, you saw what Aaron Rodgers did when they drafted his replacement. He, he basically lost it. He, 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 he threatened to leave the team. He had the biggest temper tantrum, uh, a tip, uh, bigger than any four-year-old that was sleepy and needed a nap. Like, like the temper tantrum Aaron Rodgers had was nothing compared to that, okay? Or the, the temper tantrum a four-year-old has nothing compared to the one that Aaron Rodgers had. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo was a professional. He added himself well. And you owe it to this dude to let him walk away into the sunset, sign with the team that he wants, and get his paper. Because you, you, you but and, and by not trade by not trading Jimmy Garoppolo for for something they screwed themselves. They also screwed Jimmy because now yeah now he might not get twenty million. But you can't tell me that 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 two months ago when money was flying around, there wasn't twenty million out there for Jimmy G. Yeah, and look, I'm looking at the Steelers. I, I've you know obviously heard yes they signed Mitch Trubisky, but I mean. Flip a coin, right? Ooh. I mean, yeah. I mean, flip a coin. Oh man, okay. The Steelers are definitely all set uh, yeah, at the QB right. position oh, now. Uh-oh. So that's a team. Oh, that, oh snap! Yeah, that, Trubisky's in town. Uh, you know, so that's a team that you can't necessarily say that they're done in this situation. But I think what you're alluding to, and I don't even know if you're doing this on purpose, but the question is, when you look at the Niners and when you look at the questionable decisions that they've made, this has to somehow come back to what they believe or do not believe. In Trey Lance, no, I mean, there's no way. Not at all. No, no, there's no way this can't be not connected at all. No, this is this is just this is a stupid game of chicken with themselves because nobody else is blinking. Like nobody, listen, you don't get to be the GM of an NFL franchise if you're an idiot, okay? And only a dummy would give up anything for a quarterback that they know that they know, no matter what. No matter what's said at the owners' meetings by Shanahan and 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 uh, Lynch and Jed York, right? No matter what they say, Jimmy Garoppolo's not going to be the quarterback of the Niners next season. He's not going to be on the roster, and there's no reason for him to do anything for the 49ers in terms of giving them a pay break. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't. And, and maybe now, maybe now that it's April, and maybe in June, it's a it'll be a little bit more tricky because people don't have money. Like nobody, the, the, the money's already spent. But there's somebody out there with enough cap room to to give him 20 million for one season, man. If 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 it's deemed necessary. Now I don't know if that's the Steelers. I don't know if their cap situation is. I think it's not not great, but I don't know. Um, but but yeah, no, the Steelers. I mean the Washington football team. I mean. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, no, not well. Not they, there. well they have well, the, the yeah, Panthers, they have Carson Wentz. Now. Yeah, I was gonna say that the Panthers. They they have they have uh they have Sam Darnold and they seem happy with that and I don't really see yeah. him as an upgrade you, you, necessarily over Darnold. You know what's interesting to me? You mentioned the Commanders and Carson Wentz and this whole thing with Baker Mayfield and the idea that he's not a leader, he's not very good in the locker room. We've heard the same exact things to a lesser degree because Carson Wentz isn't in a bunch of commercials, which I think <laughs> does hurt yeah. Baker. We've heard the same things about. Carson Wentz in the past, right? The the whole thing came out in Philly. Then, oh, was was that not true? Then in Indianapolis, we heard a lot of the same things. What is it about Carson Wentz that teams, and I guess he has a a higher ceiling than Jimmy, 
I guess he has a higher ceiling than Baker, but Baker also wasn't healthy this year. Why was a team so, and I know Carson Wentz those years ago before the injury was probably going to win MVP that year, the year they ended up winning the Super Bowl with, you know, your boy Nick Foles. But is that what it is? Why are teams still so excited about Carson Wentz versus a Jimmy G or a Baker Mayfield when he makes questionable decisions, he's not really known as a leader, right? He, 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 he has won in the past, but not really lately. As soon as he does one good thing, I'm getting Damian Lee flashbacks now. As soon as he does one <laughs> good thing, he does one bad thing to, to kind of annoy you again. I don't really get the allure of Carson Wentz at this point, and I don't know if it's because of that one season and that flash in the pan that they saw. And, yeah, they, they had to do everything. They had to literally try to make the playoffs, to miss the playoffs last season towards the end of the season. And what did the Colts do? They missed the playoffs, right? They, they lost it like the two games that they couldn't lose to to miss the playoffs, and then well, Carson and, Wentz, and he was horrible in those and he games. Was horrible. Yeah. And then and then he's he's the one of the first guys taken off the. Maybe my eye test isn't. Maybe I'm failing the eye test here, but he's one of the guys taken off the board in front of Jimmy. And I know Baker at that time wasn't available yet, but I don't understand this idea that Baker is so bad for a team, but Carson Wentz is you know okay. I don't get that one. Well, Carson Wentz is bigger. He's stronger and yes. he's a pedig- he's a pedigree dude. Okay, he, he was he was a, the first overall pick. He's he's got the mobility. So he's got the arm. True, 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 true. But, but now, granted, it just so happened that Josh Allen was in that. What it was? Uh, mm. It was in that draft. But that that draft was it was anybody could have went first. In any any one of five dudes, including Sam Darnold, could have went first in that draft, man. So it 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 was just a, a luck of the draw, right? That that the Bills got Allen. And that Cleveland decided to take Baker Mayfield, um, but but no man, like Carson. Listen, in the game last year against the Niners, which was one where he went head to head with Jimmy G in an extremely windy game, and I'll never forget this. They're like, oh, it'll be hard to throw the the ball at all that wind, and it was for Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> Carson Wentz. He had no problem zipping that thing all over the field because that's what a big arm gets you. A big arm, it, 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 see, people think big arm is like, oh, I want to throw the ball deep. No, big arm gets you the ability to throw the ball the split second later. Your windows are open longer because you can go through, through, you know, you can throw the ball a little later and get it there with more zip. You don't have to anticipate as much. And, 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 and in rainy weather and adverse weather conditions, then your dude can still throw the ball. So, so Jimmy G, it, it, it's, it, it's that you know, you know where Jimmy G is going to fall off a cliff, so to speak, right? You know where, okay, well, when we hit this point, Jimmy G can't help us. And, and Carson Wentz, and to a lesser degree, Baker Mayfield, because he's a better physical specimen than, than, than Jimmy G. Baker Mayfield, not by, not by how much, I don't know, but definitely bigger arm, more mobile. Um, the allure of, hey, this dude, and when things, when things go wrong, Carson Wentz can, not that he will, but he can make everything turn around because of physical ability. When, when thing, everything goes wrong, you know what's happened with Jimmy G's your quarterback. Play over. Play over. A uh, game over, please, season please, over. Please just yeah. throw it away. Please exactly. just throw it away. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, and I, I get it. The, the text line 888-957-9570 is chiming in. If you want to get into the conversation, please feel free to join us as well. 510. Coaches always think they can coach the bad plays out of you, so they always go with raw talent 
because you can't teach that. And I, it makes the most sense. I guess my question is, at what point are teams going to sit there and say, yeah, Carson Wentz ain't it, right? Like I, I know, well, see, I but know that, that's a funny thing, though. If, if you're the Washington commanders, that's going to be weird to say, okay? Mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Carson Wentz is a better fit for them than he was for the Indianapolis Colts, who, like, they have a defense that's dominant. They have a running back that, that can get it done. You need it. Hey, you, don't blow it, right? That's what you need there. In Washington, you need a little bit more out of your quarterback. You need a little bit more playmaking out of the quarterback position. Yes, and we would never get we would never get uh, political on this show, but there is something to be said about when one side of the coin gets picked a lot of the time, four years later or whatever the case is, the other side of the coin gets picked, right? (laughs) And if you're Washington, you kind of feel like we've seen the low ceiling, let's not make mistakes guy. We've seen that for a couple years now. Let's go with the big talent. Maybe you make some mistakes, but you you did get the Colts to the you know to knock on the door of the playoffs. Let's see what you can do, and specifically, let's see what you can do with us because the NFC East is terrible. So we always got a shot. And and I think that when you look at what they are trying to do, I get it. But to be fair, I just think at the same time, I don't know how much how many more chances Carson Wentz should get. And taking it back to Jimmy. I don't understand how you can go with the Carson Wentz. I understand why Washington did, but now you're going, getting into the Jimmy G versus Baker Mayfield thing, and everybody, I believe, would pick Jimmy G. But I'll tell you this. I mean, a healthy I'm going, I'm going a healthy Baker, there. I think everybody saw Baker this year and thought, okay, well, now he's a, he's annoying and a, not, and a good leader, and now he can't throw. We don't know what he's going to be coming back from this surgery. So if Baker is who he was uh, you know, that year that he beat Big Ben in the playoffs, that Baker, that ceiling is definitely higher than Jimmy G. So, uh, it, again, it's a flip of a coin. Hey, Brian, what's up? Wait, wait, do you have something, Brian? Do you have something for us? Oh, I guess not. Never mind. Okay, yeah. No, I, th- I thought Brian had something for us. Um, Yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. Uh, here's a funny thing. Like, like Jimmy G should have been more coveted than Trubisky. He, he, maybe he should have been more coveted than, than Baker Mayfield. Uh, uh, the, the, the Panthers certainly should have looked to upgrade from Sam Darnold, but but that's the other part of this is that right now, right now, um, the the game of musical quarterback chairs, there's no seats left. Like, because I really can't realistically think of anywhere where Jimmy could go. I mean, the, the six five zero makes a great point. This is getting worse and worse the more we look into this. Six five zero. I would rather have Jimmy G than Wentz, Trubisky, and Mariota. Mariota got got swooped up. Mariota got swooped up. But that's my point exactly. That that that's the point I've been trying to make is that Jimmy Garoppolo, if he was a free agent instead of the Niners sitting there trying to ask somebody for a second or third or something round pick, he would have been he would have been off the market. He would have been off the market, and he probably would have got – I don't know if he would get 25 like the Niners, but he was going to get 20 or 15 or something like that because he's a starting NFL quarterback. The, the Niners have essentially put Jimmy G just in, into, a, into a horrible situation and for no reason. But, let's but, but, not, but for no reason. But let's like, not with, act, with no gain to them at all whatsoever. But let's not act like the shoulder surgery didn't have something to do – that may have had something to do with the with the uh, the silence that we're seeing from these other teams because the Niners it seems like 
the Niners and Jimmy G and, you know, his agent, they weren't all on the same page with how they wanted this sh- this shoulder surgery to come out. Who, who was the last quarterback that that's career ended after sur- so shoulder surgery? I'm not saying anybody's exactly. career ended. I'm saying Jimmy already uh, throws knuckleballs. So that now is true. Yeah. you got a surgery. I mean, what are you going to go throw now? But I'm just saying, like, I, I would be more concerned if it was a lower body injury. Because that's what derailed Cam Newton. Cam Newton had too many leg injuries, and he couldn't. That, but Cam was a that. runner. Jimmy has to throw. Well, He's I'm not a saying, volume though. thrower. Well, no, but. But, but but dudes, like the shoulder, it, this isn't 1956, man. So, shoulder surgery is as routine okay. as, as that, no, no, no. I don't sprained think, ankles. But man. I don't think anybody was going to be saying it, he was done. But I'm saying there's no way that this helped the situation. There's no mm. way a team said, oh, shoulder surgery? All right, I'm in on that. Ugh, I don't know, man. I, like, like I say, I, I find it hard to believe that there's anybody out there that's like, oh no, shoulder. Like, you know, like you know, I remember when Jerry Rice, when he sprained his ACL and his MCL, and it's like this is career threatening. And the fact that Jerry Rice came back from an ACL tear was miraculous and a testament to 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 the you know the strength of his character. Okay, mm-hmm. then like eight years later. Adrian Peterson's coming back from it six months later and leading the league in rushing. Like some of these injuries have become so routine, shoulder surgery included. That I don't think that that a GM realistically is going to be worried about a quarterback's ability to throw the ball after having someone no. poke around in his shoulder. No, that's not why. I'm not saying this is why Jimmy's not signed. He's not signed because Jimmy uh, is limited as a thrower already. And then on top of that, he has another surgery when he's already had injury problems that I'm saying it's all together. It's a collection. The Xfinity mobile text lines chiming in. The issue is there is no situation where Jimmy can go that has better coaching or more weapons. You would have to expect less from him, which is not something most teams want. And, and that's valid. But, but what do you think Trubisky is getting? What are these same teams? They look at Trubisky like, Oh my God. I remember he didn't suck one time when he was in Chicago. We're going to get that guy for six. No, no. I mean, Jimmy G for, for whatever, for better or for worse, he, um, and and here's the best way I describe it. And a lot of people take this as a burn on Jimmy, but it's kind of a compliment. Jimmy Garoppolo. And we got to get to break after this. And when we get back, we're going to have more Niners talking and we're going to have some, uh, we're going to have some, some warriors talk leading up to JD and the warriors pregame show. Jimmy Garoppolo is the exact line in between sucking and being good. We also got some Giants coming up for you. Also, the the Giants game just went uh, final against the Marlins. When we get back, Block and Styles, Styles and Block, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.